and I confessed, I really felt that I was blessed. Plus, I love my uniform. So did the boy who lived next door. But something changed when I became of age. And all those things I thought were true, someday I'd break the big time. Hello and welcome to Free Thought Forum, Free Thought Radio Hour. Excuse me. This is Larry Rhodes or Doubter Five. Um, this is also WOZO LPFM 103.9 in Knoxville, Tennessee, coming to you live. Uh, my name is Doubter Five, and we have on the phone the Wombat. <coughs> oh, he's you sound good. I'm not picking anything up on the monitor though, which is. Oh, no. Okay, I guess so you just have to not worry about it. Yeah, well, the 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 stream looks good, so yeah, we'll just see what happens. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Sounds I can good. check it on my end real quick. But okay. For the most part, really glad to be back on the radio with you. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, it looks like the radio stream is playing music. It's probably kind of a little bit of a lag, but. Yeah. Uh, anyway, just glad to be back. Yeah, well, welcome back. We miss you. Uh, for the <laughs> audience, uh, this is an atheism show. We'll be talking about atheism, free thought, uh, secularism, humanism, rational thought, and science. Conversely, we'll also talk about religion, religious faiths, uh, faith itself, God, hope, um, holy books, and superstition. And despite oh, yeah, and despite what Steve Martin would have you think, there are a lot of atheist songs. And uh, you'll hear some of them right here on this program and generally on this station. We'll also be talking about the atheist and rationalist groups that are here in Knoxville and how you can connect with them. Did you know that we have an atheist television show broadcasting right here in Knoxville? I'm sure I've told you. I'm sure I have. Uh, we've been broadcasting for six years, and we'll go into a little bit six of detail. Years. Yeah, oh we'll go into a little detail about that later on. Uh, today, uh, you brought a subject that's uh, very interesting to me: uh, what it means to be right and what it means to be rational. Uh, can hey, you go hey, 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 hey! Let's you go be into rational that? here, okay? Okay. Hey, 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 let's be rational. I like the title of that. That's perfect. <laughs> That's the title of the show. That works for me. If you'd like to join us in our conversation, the number here is 333-5937, 333-5937, and the area code is 865. We'd be happy to hear from you. So what would you like to tell us about right versus rational? So, you know, I've been gone for a bit. I moved to a new city. Um, starting out new work and doing everywhere I'm work, um, doing the new people I'm working with and doing the new city vibe. But since we're so far away, I like to set up a quick rule over the, over the phone. And I think it's the same one that Kevin set up earlier. And that's it. If I keep talking too much, feel free to interrupt me anytime. You sound good? Okay. We can do that. Okay, uh, I've got the this way switch. how you interrupt should be with the title of the, the, of today's talk, which should be, hey, 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 hey. No. Let's be rational. <laughs> that's right. It works for me. I've got a switch, too. I can throw the switch. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I was, so I listened to the show that you guys had last week. Um, I really, really liked it, especially the car that you had on. And it made me think about 
the difference between being right and being rational. What those two things mean, and if, and why they're both important, and if possible, which one of the two is more important than the other? What do you think about that? Well, I'd like to hear your view on it for sure. Sure. So um, I've met a lot of different groups now that I've come up in the city. I like to use meetup.com. It's how I thought you guys were good in the first place. Uh, the, what, what's the meetup group? At uh, uh, Knoxville? Atheist Society oh. of Knoxville, or ASK, and there's another one called the Rationalists of East Tennessee. There's actually three or right. four. But those are two major ones. Right. And there's a lot of different groups here on, Mita, uh, on the Meetup group from Lexington as well. It's a pretty big city. Um, there's groups that like to run. There's groups that like to uh, do, like, paddle boat races and stuff like that. Uh-huh. There's also a couple of atheists and skeptic groups around here today. Right. The first one that I went to, though, I had a kind of a unfortunate meeting with the leader there. Uh-huh. Uh, we were having a pretty pleasant discussion with a number of the people that were there. And I noticed that one of the people, actually, a fairly common thing among the atheists following this particular meetup group, had the, the stance that... Uh, they were atheists because they believed 100% that there was no God. And I thought that was a really interesting point of view, or at least a really interesting position. So I asked them, hey, uh, 100% sure that there's no God existing, how did you come to that conclusion? Do you have a rationality behind that? And they were confident that they were right, but they couldn't present a rationality behind it. And it got some of them a little bit flustered. Mm -hmm. So I I I was trying to go through the lengths of explaining, like, well, you know, like, Maybe it's good to have some doubt, at least in the terms of like the existence or the non-existence of one God, yeah. because it didn't seem like a very rational point of view. But they you may not have really understood where I was coming from. And last week, you had a caller. I think her name was Amy. She was a really pleasant lady. Uh-huh. She called me to the show, and she was saying, uh, you know, my husband has a hot word button for me, or a one word that's like a trigger for me, and that's mm-hmm. that I'm not being rational. And that atheists tend to assume that they're rationalized. And I find that is typically the case. Um, so I think it's important that we cover at least that, you know, coming out of religion or being an atheist doesn't necessarily give you a degree in yeah. physics, astronomy, and science and stuff like that. That's still things you have to work for. Yeah. But it also doesn't give you uh, a claim to being rational. It's possible to be a rational atheist as well. Yeah. And so... If that's the case, what does it mean to be rational and what does it mean to be right? Mm-hmm. What do you think being rational is? I like to talk about that. Well, to have a rational, logical arguments, I think logic has an awful lot to do with it. The rules of logic uh, are such that if you follow them, you can get an answer of uh, which you may be able to depend. But if you don't follow the, the rules of logic, you're not being rational, and therefore you can you can t- have several premises. But if one of the premises are wrong, then the the the, the outcome of the argument may be, be flawed. Uh, because of that. Mm-hmm. Now, it may as well, it may also be right, but it may be right for a wrong reason. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think so too. Mm-hmm. I think, I think how you're describing it, it sounds like rationalism and logic are like processes, uh-huh. whereas being right is just the product. Is that, is that fair? That works for me. Okay, 
I, I, I kind of think about it like that. If you want to, if I could come up with a different analogy, if I had, like, for example, a math book, right? Yeah. The answers at the back of the book, there's typically, if you have a math book, you'll have equations in the front, word problems, etc. But in the back will be the answers, right? Right. And those answers are always right. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the book up, from <laughs> chapter one all the way to the very yeah. last chapter. Yeah, yeah. and, and it's, and it's, it's funny. It's funny. Like mathematics that's the process yeah it's funny too though that the the right answer may be an irrational number which is, <laughs> which is weird Makes sense to me. By the way, for the record, I'm, I disagree with the uh, the group that's in uh, Kentucky about being absolutely sure that there's no God. I personally am not yeah. absolutely sure. I'm an agnostic atheist. Agnosticism means I don't claim any knowledge of God, whether he exists yeah. or not. However, that's a different question to belief. Belief, I'm in the belief arena, I'm an atheist since I don't believe in God. But I don't. I don't say there are none. That's a claim that has to be defended. Absolutely. I think it's also a rough thing to go to. It, it, I'll say this in their defense. It's a rough thing to be at a meet atheist meetup group on the first day uh-huh. and trying to convince other people to be less atheist yeah. <laughs> or uh-huh. at least slightly more accurate atheist uh-huh. when they they claim to be. Mm-hmm. If I can see that people would take that the wrong way, they would see me as like possibly like as a secret agent. But uh, yeah. where I'm coming from is, you know, the most rational position to have on the God question is yeah. you don't know until you have better evidence to demonstrate that. Right. And as long as you don't know, mm-hmm. you can it, that's, a, that's an agnostic position. But if you don't know, I don't see a rational reason to believe. And because of that, that's the atheist position. It's withholding belief right. until you have better information to know that something exists, then you would be willing to rational belief in it. That makes sense, hopefully. That's where I come from, anyway, on that question. I think that's where I went to it. And I guess if I were to have to come, so so there's a difference between being rational and there's a difference between being right. Um, what does it mean to be right? Like, uh, it seems like rationality is the, the, the process, but when you're right, what does that mean? I would think it would mean that the statement that you're making uh, would be in alignment with reality. It would be correct. It's in alignment with reality. I like that. Ooh, that's great. That's a great definition. I'm not just part of that. But, uh, and reality can be tested uh, if using, you know, certain... Uh, scientific methods and tools, you can test it to an nth degree out there. Uh, what you can't really test is some of the philosophical uh, arguments uh, that that mm, come come true. and uh, don't have a firm foundation or a firm answer, even for that matter. Like how should we act? You know that type of thing. We could say that we sure. we should act kindly toward each other because it makes for a better society. But, okay. you know, okay. it all depends on what your goal is. And what, if you want a better society, you should act better to each other, that type of thing. Um, and so, in that case, then your your actions would be correct and right because you're, try, you're trying to advance your society toward that goal. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree completely with that. Those things. And no God needed. <laughs> to be able to test the claims that you make to see if they're right or not. Uh-huh. And that also falls back into being rational. Because who would want to have an irrational belief, whether it's right or wrong? Does right. that make sense? Yeah, yeah. That's um, a weird thing for me to say. Is it possible that being rational is more important than being right? I think that the more rational you are, the more often you'll be right. Because you're following uh-huh. the laws of logic, and you're, you're trying to keep yourself as honest as you can, and as, and as close to alignment to reality uh, as you mm. can possibly be. Therefore, you will get more right um, results. You know the way I think about it? Mm. I see it like, if I'm right, I just have that one answer. Huh? But I may not necessarily know how to get there. Like, I don't have the tools to get there. I just have that place. Yeah. But how will you I ever mean, know that it was right? How will you ever know? That makes hey? How will you ever know if you were right or not? Well, let's just say, let's just assume that the answer that I have is 100% right. Like, I read the answers in the back of the book. I put my questions down on the test. I don't know how to do the math, yeah. but I know that the answers I put down were in fact right. Or you use a calculator right. to get it, yeah. You run right. it through a program. Yeah, the program does the thinking for you and gives you the answer, and you trust the program pretty much. Right, 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 mm-hmm. right. Or if I trust the book, then there's always that level. But yeah. if we can just assume that's right versus actually knowing how to do a math, the math problem, or actually, uh, even if I'm, I guess here's the key point. Like, if I'm right, I'm right, sure, but I can't apply that anywhere else. I just have, like, one rule. And if I'm reasonable, if I'm if I value rationality more, mm-hmm. even if I'm wrong, I'm willing to adopt any new set of more, better reasonable evidence mm-hmm. so that I can get myself on the lighter path. Right. And I can apply that reasoning anywhere. And yeah. in that way, it's a lot more of a powerful tool to be right well, rational. Well, at least you, at least you, at least you have a tool. I mean, <laughs> otherwise <laughs> you're just going yeah. from gut feelings. And we talked about that before in the earlier in earlier show. That feelings are not facts as many as much as many people like to think they are. You know, I feel that there's a God. I feel that Jesus died for our sins. I feel that I'm going to heaven when I die. None of that is is factual. I mean, you might you might think it. You might uh, be totally convinced. But there are other religions that are totally convinced that you're going to go to the other place because you don't rep, you don't uh, worship their God or follow their religion. So it's interesting that you brought that up, because I was talking with these atheists before at this meetup, and I was asking them, why are you so uh, uh, like confirmed on the topic uh-huh. that there may not be a God or that there is no God 100%? And one of the answers I was speaking to one of the, uh, the, the ladies that they were saying, well, it's just science fiction. It's science fiction if, if, there is, if there even is a God. Like, just believing in everything in that book, that's just complete science fiction. And it was a very strong feeling that I was getting back. But I wasn't really getting good reasoning because I could, I, I think I, I even made the point that I could say, well, if I told the person who believed in God 100%, like a Christian version of God, that there, what do you think of people who say there is no God? They would say, well, if there's no God, it's just science fiction. It's just, you know, the universe is exploding out of nothing. And then millions of years are just stuff floating around, and then all of a sudden you have apes, and then all of a sudden you have people. Like, it's just science fiction, science yeah. fiction. And it's, again, mm-hmm. a feeling-based argument that goes both ways. Yeah. So well, we, we, there's no reasoning behind it, it's certainly, when can we get rational? It's certainly not all of a sudden. It took millions and billions of years. I mean, the first life on Earth uh, came about 
what first multicellular life came uh, about 500 million years ago. And we did yeah, have an explosion of diversity. You see how, from the perspective of a person who doesn't have, like, the, the scientific acumen, they would consider that science fiction rather than even like a factual statement. Yeah, but that's not our fault. <laughs> that's not our fault. That's their fault for not being educated on that subject. Uh, it's arguments sure. from ignorance. And would let's, it let's, be better, though, to, instead of like having the strong feeling opinion than to have just more of a more uh, reasonable answer to support the, the claims that you believe are true rather than just saying, or trying to dismiss it with like a term like science fiction rather than yeah. saying, hey, I know this is true because if I were to reasonably think about it, you know, this just had better standard of evidence and better fact check, and it leads me to be more confident in their results. Yeah, okay. Well, here's, here's one of the major sticking points in, uh, in uh, philosophy versus uh, science. Uh, okay. Many philosophers think that you can reach, you can reach any truth, any reality, any uh, type of, uh, any approach to reality, any right answer it, by simply thinking about it. And mm, you can't, I, you've heard, you heard it because that was a line of thought for a long time. However, right. without proper information from the universe itself, you know, how cells uh, can come about, how uh, DNA can combine, how chemistry works, uh, without how, the lo- proper laws of, of, the, of physics, you will not reach the right answers because you simply don't have the facts to work with. You know, how many times sure. do people but talk about right. But you could take that reasonable approach, which only means that you're willing to take the best information that you have available to you. But when presented with better information, your you're willing gets... to adopt a new higher standard. Right, right. and your answers get more accurate. More yeah. Right, mm-hmm. and that's why uh, you keep hearing science changing their answers. The answers aren't exactly. wrong and then they're right, and then they're wrong and then they're right. They're getting more and more accurate right. as our methods become more and more accurate. Right, and we're discovering things in different fields every day, which changes our perspective yeah. of the things yeah. that you know particular areas of study are figuring right. out, or how they can figure out something. Right. Yeah. I think a really cool, a, a really cool. I think you brought up a really cool point. Uh, so we spend a lot of money on space travel right now. Uh, or we used to at least, like maybe about four years ago, we spent a lot more than we did now. But every invention that we develop to keep people alive and well in functional in space yeah. has been brought back to Earth and has made multi-million dollar industries sure. that we all enjoy now. Right. Freeze drive industries, uh, mm-hmm. NMRs, our, our, uh, MRIs, mm-hmm. that, uh, being able to have very, very strong batteries that can last for a long period of time. Right. Space age materials, carbon fibers, uh, even Velcro, like not the Velcro that like existed like back when like a guy was walking yeah. through the woods and right. he had some stuff. Neither bushes stick those much, but like yeah. higher aged, we we've improved that design much so because we needed things to stick to to other things in space. Yeah. And one of the best mm-hmm. ways to do that was like developing new kinds of materials that uh, aren't necessarily adhesives but can interlock with each other right. at a much higher level than what we had before. Yeah. It pushed us to a higher extent. And because of that, we learned new things, and that affected how we understood materials even now. Yeah. So material science has involved so much more because the other efforts that we've done in field are completely unrelated to, like, stripping material science. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah, exploration has driven uh, innovation and research for like the last thousand years. 
um, the first time you know people had to try to circumnavigate the, the globe, uh, figure out new trade routes, um, yeah, you know, uh, find north from south for that matter. Uh, we came up with a we found a stone that would actually point always north, but without yeah. uh, you know without trying things, without the need to, uh, we would sta- stagnate. And with the space you know, program has brought us incredible uh, technological advances. Absolutely. And hey, 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 let's be rational. Every single time we discover something, you know, world-changing like that, like a new fact, all of our answers change. Mm-hmm. So even if we thought we were right before, we're willing to abandon all the answers we have for this higher, new, juicier level of rationality. So again, like, we, we turn away from the answer that we have so that we can hold some so higher standard evidence of reasonability. Does that make sense? Yeah, does me. For sure. Cool. I, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping people will listen uh, at least follow or appreciate that. Yeah. You know, we had um, a conversation with, or you had a conversation with the caller last week, Amy, and she said that she really doesn't like being implied to be irrational. Right. And would. like I said, being an atheist doesn't have any guarantee that you will be rational. Mm-hmm. But also being religious doesn't have any guarantee that you're being rational. Right. So how do you know if you're being rational or not? Well, like I said, it doesn't matter whether you believe in God or not. Your is your results would line up more with reality. And if you don't That's have evidence being right though, isn't it? I'm sorry. That's just what being right is. What how do you know if you're being rational? You could be completely wrong and still rational. Well, no, you can be completely wrong about your suppositions and your arguments, but oh. actually come up with the, the correct answer. Now, that doesn't mean you're being I a, rational. I have an example where you can be wrong and still be rational. Okay. If I have a quarter in my hand and I flip it, oh. and I would say, okay, it's a quarter, 50% will be heads, 6% will be tails. That's the average that I expect. But for some reason, uh, say at this moment, unbeknownst to me, the quarter had some sort of defect that that allowed it to be heads 30% of the time and 70% of the time it was tails. So, like, it's climbing on tails way more statistically allowed, but I don't know that. Mm-hmm. But I at least, even though I'm wrong, still have the, ration, the reasonable nature of saying, well, I know how quarters work in the past. I put them before. Yeah. I, don't, I can expect 50-50. These are seems like two probabilistic outcomes. Right. I'm expecting 50%, 50%. Yeah, well, that's... still wrong... That's fine, yeah. because I know at least I was rational, and yeah. I'm willing to adopt more information to have right. a higher standard of rationality. Does but you're forgetting, you're forgetting one thing. It would be rational okay. to test your theory before you claim an answer. So you should do some tests on that quarter before you make your claim. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. I want to have that quarter. Um, my initial hypothesis is... But I agree. Yeah, you can, be, you can be wrong for the right reasons or right for the wrong reasons. Yep. Yeah, you can be you can be rational and come up with the wrong reasons if you have wrong information that is loading your argument. Yes, I can definitely be wrong reasons but still have a, a right or wrong outcome. But this is the thing: is being right or rational are two completely unrelated things. Uh-huh. They can flip independently of each other, and it's possible to be wrong and irrational, or rational and right, or anything in between the two. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say, but I think that your your chances, your your results would be more along the the mark of, of right uh, if you're being logical than if you were being illogical. Yeah. you would get a, more positive think, answers. Yes, absolutely. As long as you have more information given to you, mm-hmm. uh, and and you have better, if you're better equipped, the better equipped your reason, 
the reasoning is, because yeah. obviously if you don't know anything about situations, it's hard to tell yeah. what the temperature is on a planet in the Andromeda system. Yeah. I could be wrong, and I won't have much to reason with if I don't have any information about it. But if you give me more information, I can have better reasonability, yeah. or ration, I can ration my way for more right answer yeah. as I'm giving more information. Yeah. But how do I know if I'm being rational or not? That's what I really want to know. Like, how can you help me and Amy? How can you, if, if one of us is an atheist and one of us is religious, how, that seems to have no indication of whether or not we're well, rational. Yeah. So how can we figure that out? It's, it's pretty easy. Um, <clears throat> what you want to do is you want to observe the rules of logical thought and, and logical argument. Uh, you can go online and find out what the flaws are uh, simply by looking up logical fallacies. Do a Google search okay. for logical yeah, fallacies, and, and it will list <laughs> hundreds. The worst person at any dinner party could bring them out, but yeah, yeah. It's totally true. Right? Yeah, we could name a few. I could I could bring up a, a web page and we could talk about it. But um, one of the first ones that uh, that comes to mind is uh, the scare, scarecrow uh, argument, uh, scarecrow analogy, um, like. When you talk to uh, believers, a lot of times they'll make up something about about atheists, about how they're bad people, they worship the devil, they eat babies, things like that. They construct this false image or false uh, structure of a of an atheist, and then they attack that. They attack it, saying it's wrong to eat babies, it's wrong to worship the devil, it's wrong to do all the things that they have painted atheists as doing. They're attacking a straw man of atheism rather than think what actual atheism is and what it represents. Uh, sure. Uh, that, that's, that's a that logical will, that fallacy. That also has another name. Yeah. Uh, it's called a reductio ad absurdum. Uh-huh. It's where you essentially take an argument mm-hmm. and reduce it to absurdity, and then you make fun of it at that point. Right. Uh, and so, and, and there's, there's other ways of calling that kind of argument, too, but it's not based on the square or scarecrow fallacy. Well, instead of addressing the actual issues presented, you present a parody or caricature right. of an argument mm-hmm. and then attack that instead. Yeah, and for what's funny about that one is uh, if you the reduction to absurdum is actually correct in a lot, a lot of uh, instances. Uh, it's being it can be right for the wrong reasons. In other words, which mm-hmm. is funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the other logical fallacies that you hear an awful lot of, and I mentioned it a minute ago, is the um, Argument from ignorance. Now, when I, if, if you're, yeah, if you're arguing, if you're arguing with me, and I say, you know, say, they, you say, well, I don't know any other way that the Earth could have gone here or the universe than be created by God. Well, he, the person himself, admitted the ignorance. He says, I don't know of any way that it could get here. That's not saying he's stupid or dumb or that he hadn't uh, taken any time to think about it. It means that he has no knowledge on that subject. He's arguing from ignorance. And that is not a position that you want to take in, in an argument or a, a rag- rational discussion with somebody to defend your position because they'll point that out immediately saying that's an argument from ignorance, that's a logical fallacy. You don't want to use that. So let me ask you a question. Then. If I care about, let's, hey, 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 let's be rational. If I care about being rational, and I go through these steps and I find out some of the positions that I strongly believe in are being supported by scarecrow arguments or arguments and ignorances. What would be the most rational thing for me to do? If I care more about being rational than being just right. Okay. Well, 
Well, first of all, uh, you know, stay, learn the logical fallacies and stay away from them. And learn that there's a there's a whole set of logical thoughts uh, that you know a is a is not equal to B or A isn't. Uh, there's no logical <laughs> middle. Uh, there, I know the these are... That almost got me kicked out of the last group battle. Oh, did it? <laughs> <laughs> You're going down the same road. Uh, still, I'm I'm, I'm, I miss you guys so much because these are the kind of conversations that I was having uh-huh. that literally got the leader to stand up and say, hey, you're being rude. Why don't you go to philosophy club and get out of here? Yeah, well... Oh, my gosh, are you fair? So they don't but, care for philosophy, okay? Mental note. Let me get to the bottom of the hour. Could I... Could yeah. I... Still in, like, one quick comment. I sure. think... If I cared about being rational, what I would do is be willing to change my mind or abandon things that I think were right until I have a better standard of rationality. Because if right. I'm truly being reasonable, yeah. I would be willing to change my mind based on mm-hmm. the, the presence of more reasonable evidence. Right. And, and if you're actually, not willing to change your mind mm-hmm. for reasonable evidence, mm-hmm. then your position is not reasonable Right. By definition. right. But not only that, not only be ready to change your mind, but seek information that may affect your status, your state of mind. Exactly. In other words, don't yeah. sit on your butt. Like you know, go out and look, research this area. If you don't think that evolution is true, don't just call an atheist show and say, I don't think it's true. Explain evolution <laughs> to me. If you go online and learn something about evolution. It's, it's, you got the world at your fingertips. And this is sure, the bottom absolutely. of the hour, so I guess we should take a little break. This is WOZOLPFM okay. 103 Live in Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, this is the Free Thought Radio Hour with Daughter Five and the Wombat. The Wombat. And uh, we're going to take a little break here with a couple of infomercials and, uh, uh, well, information really about the rationalists of East Tennessee and the Atheist Society of Knoxville. And we'll also play a little song for you in between. And we'll be back in about five minutes. So, see you in a minute. Oh, write this number down. uh, 865-333-5937. 865-333-5937. We'll be happy to talk to you as we continue the Free Thought Radio Hour. Do you find stories of talking snakes laughable? Do you prefer the scientific method over supernatural beliefs? Are you concerned about religious leaders and organizations imposing their values and rules on your body, your family, and the rest of our society? Well, take comfort in the fact that you're not alone. The Rationalists of East Tennessee meets weekly for fellowship and provides a forum for people who support skeptical thinking and rational discussion of these and other issues. To find out more information or to find out about our next meeting, visit us on the web at www.rationalist.org. Daughter, I once thought that I had angels in my room. They were sleeping on my fan while I was dreaming of you. And daughter, I once had such desire to believe that our lives had been planned out. By an unseen deity But you don't have to waste your time Holding on to beautiful lies Daughter, I almost knew That everything that I believe 
was good and fair and true and consistent with my needs. But daughter, I am wrong almost as often as I'm right. So daughter, just be strong enough to make up your own mind. Cause you don't have to waste your time. Holding on to beautiful lives. No, you don't have to waste your time. beliefs or simply believe in one less God than everyone else? Well, you're not alone. The Atheist Society of Knoxville is a fun and friendly group of people just like you that meets twice a week at a bar or restaurant. We meet every Tuesday night following the show at Barley's Tap Room and Pizzeria for happy hour. You'll find our group either inside or on the patio. Look for Richard Dawkins' silver-jacketed book, The God Delusion, standing upright on the table. But if you plan to preach, prophetize, provoke, or punch, please don't. We all question what we believe at one point in our lives. If this is the time for you, come join us for food, drink, conversation, and fun. 
And we're back. Turn off this air conditioning. It's so noisy. Feels good, though. Welcome back, Wombat. Welcome back. <coughs> yep. Uh, you know about our Atheist Society of Knoxville and the Rationalists of East Tennessee. I need to plug them a little bit, tell people how to get a hold of them. Um, the Atheist Society of Knoxville meets right here in Knoxville, downtown in the old city, at uh, Barley's Taproom and Pizzeria every Tuesday from about 5.30 to about 8 o'clock. Uh, we also have a television show that I spoke of many times earlier. And um, it, that TV show uh, shows on Community Access Television, which is Comcast Channel 12, and you can watch it between 5 o'clock and 6 o'clock on every Tuesday. So the people that are doing the show will come down to Barley's right after the show and join us at our happy hour. Uh, by the way, the song that you heard was Quiet Company's Set Your Monster Free. I like to call it Beautiful Lies, which is the subtitle. But anyway, uh, what else? Oh, the Rationalists of East Tennessee. Um, the Atheist Society in Knoxville, when they get together, that's just for food, drink, uh, fun, pizza, conversation, that type of thing. We all sit at a big table and just have a good old time, uh, happy hour. Um, but the Rationalists are a little more formal. They get together every other Sunday, the first and third Sunday of every month, at uh, Pellissippi Parkway, uh, Pellissippi Campus and Pellissippi Parkway. At, at the Pellissippi State University, and they meet 10.30, which is, I guess you'd call it your regular church time, and they have a, a short get-together uh, where they meet and greet, have coffee, but then they have a presentation, which is usually a visiting author or uh, instructor, professor, lawyer, uh, some kind of professional, uh, will come in and talk to us about their particular field. And many times it has to do with a rational thought, uh, evolution, science, that type of thing. So if you're into that kind of thing, it would be a good time to come down and join us. They go from 10.30 to 12, I'm sorry, 10.30 to 12.30, and then generally get together for lunch afterwards. So that's first and third Sunday for the Rationalists of East Tennessee. Uh, we also have a group in Knoxville that if you've lost your belief in God but still like to go to church, you can join the Sunday, the Sunday Assembly. Uh, they have their one Sunday a month assembly where they have like church, but they celebrate life. They celebrate uh, their com camaraderie and community uh, with their fellow man, and uh, they have children's programs, and they just get together and it's like a civics, um, well, not class, but uh, organization. They get together and sing and, and not dance, I don't think, but they could. But they have a good time, and you're welcome. So let's get back to our topic. First of all, our phone number, if you'd like to call in and join the conversation, is 865-333-5937. This is WOZOLPFM 103.9 live in Knoxville, and this is the Free Thought Radio Hour with Daughter Five and the Wombat. So, what you got, Wombat? You were thinking while we're on break, I'm sure. And he's got a lag; he has to catch up with us. You there? Hold on. Okay, try it again. Can you hear me? Yeah, my, my little amplifier device timed out and died on us, but it's up again. Go ahead. Okay, cool. Am I good now? You're good now. Great. So uh, I just wanted to do a quick recap. We were talking about rationality and being right and how they're two different things. They're unrelated things. Uh -huh. But if, if you uh, 
are very rational, sometimes with more information given to you, you have the ability to become right. Whereas if you just write, you may not necessarily have the tools to be rational, or, or more or less something like that. And what, I, what we left off at was we had a caller who was a religious person calling who said that she wanted to be rational. She wanted to figure out ways to be rational. And I had said before at the top of the show that just because you're an atheist doesn't mean you're, you're rational. There's, an, there's something you have to do. There's endeavors that you have to do. So we talked about what you could do to discover if you're possibly being irrational, and that is if you have uh, logical fallacies uh, in, in your thinking or if your reasoning isn't very strong or if it's holes in it. But I don't think that's what you need to necessarily become rational. That just is proof that you're irrational. So yeah. how do you actually make the step to become rational after you've made those discoveries that your reasoning is particularly unfounded? Uh, I don't know. Tell us. <laughs> I think it's important to change your mind. If you have a, if you have a basis of reasoning that's flawed, if you're willing to change your mind to a reasoning that's not flawed or it has better founding for it, that that ability to just change your mind or at least investigate what you what you believe or why you believe something more thoroughly, mm-hmm. that makes you more rational. I think that's the rational step. And never and for stop. Example, I believe that there was no God whatsoever. One hundred percent confident on mm-hmm. it. Right. And I'm not willing to explore the fact that maybe I just don't have enough information to make that claim. Mm-hmm. I'm not being rational, even if I am an atheist. It doesn't make me rational to say to believe that. Because I don't have enough evidence to claim that there is no God somewhere in some planet, just waiting right. and biding his time. Mm-hmm. Right. Of but, some kind. Now, it, it's it, you can reach a degree of certainty, or at least a, a some level of certainty about certain gods if their um, um, parameters are conflicting. Like if, uh, sure. s- some people would say that the the, the God of uh, Christianity, Yahweh, <coughs> can't know everything and then have free will. Or can't know everything sure. about us, and us still have free will because he would know everything that we're planning to do for the rest of our life, so we couldn't change any of it. Um, so it's he would even right. Yeah, he would even hard. know I, what he was going to be doing for the rest of eternity, <laughs> and, and therefore couldn't change you know, his mind. This might sound weird. Don't kick me off the show and call me rude, but I would say even with Yahweh, even with the Christian God, I would say I'm about. Only 99% confident that he doesn't exist. Yeah. You know, I, cause I just, I, as a rule of thumb, I just don't want to be 100% confident about anything. Yeah. Because I just need to have all the information. Yet. Well, so, um, Epicurus came up with a thing 2,000 years ago, <clears throat> or longer, uh, saying that if God, uh, Knows about evil and doesn't do anything about it, then he's then he's not all good. If he, okay, then he's not all good. yeah, and if he uh, doesn't know about it, and uh, and then he's not all knowing. And if he can't okay. do something about it, then he's not all powerful. So he can't be all knowing, all powerful, and all good. So I mean, that's a logical infallibility, and that that's been around for I don't know twenty five hundred years. Sure, then he could just be a liar. Mm-hmm. He could just be a liar and a really terrible... Oh, no, the, the, his uh, representatives could be lying about his existence and his attributes. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. again, I, I, Which is I, more I'm likely. I'm confident that that God doesn't exist. Like, doesn't kiss me past the 50% point yet. Yeah. Uh, but I think... As a rule of thumb, if you're 100% confident about anything, yeah. that's the first belief you should try to reevaluate because you have to ask yourself if you... Is it possible to get all the information needed to be 100% confident in any one thing? 
Mm-hmm. And I would say the only things that I could be absolutely 100% confident in are the, uh, this, is, this is where I start getting abstract, guys, the logical absolutes. We were talking about it before, like X equals X. Yeah. Not X equals not X. Yeah. Things mm-hmm. like that. Just mm-hmm. like those very, very basic things. Think the fact that I exist and right. you need to be persuaded that I exist requires someone to try to attack me or affect my mind to prove that I exist anyway. I think, therefore, I am. Like very, very, very basic fundamental truths about the universe, uh-huh. I can have 100% confidence in. But anything above that requires assumptions on my part where I am not willing to have 100% confidence in anything right. at that point, beyond that point. Yeah. And I think that's the same place to do. It doesn't mean I have to live in this ethereal world where I don't know if I push the gas pedal and I'll go forward in my car. It just means that I have a more reasonable way or at least I'm willing to be more rational with what I believe in until I have more evidence given to me. Right. So <clears throat> that's even more than that we can give our, our listeners something to look up instead of like... Um, logical fallacies fallacies you can look up logical absolutes all of studying both of those will cover basically uh what you should do and what you shouldn't do to to try to reach a most correct answer in your thoughts in your arguments Mm. what happened I couldn't agree more. I have uh, lots of uh, respect for his uh, his knowledge in that area, and if he can lay them out sure. in an easily understandable format, which I've seen him do, uh, I highly recommend it. Again, that's mental and logical absolutes. Right. And um, I will say this: Why are they important? Because people try to, people people make a business. Some people actually make a business of trying to confuse or. Uh, uh, take advantage of people based on very strong beliefs that they have. Right. Um, like I said, I just moved to this new city. I'm looking at me, the priest. I'm moving to the city. I have no friends because I just moved up here. And I'm looking for a social group that I can hang out with. Uh, I haven't met any of my work colleagues yet. I was just brand new to the city. So one of the first things I do is I put up my computer. I look at meetup.com. I see people with some of interest. And if they match well enough, I'll go over and we'll hang out for a while with a group of like, you know, uh-huh. maybe 15 people, maybe I'll make some new social circles. Sure. But the problem is, on meetup.com, they know that people are doing the exact same thing that I'm doing. Like, brand new people to the city, uh, maybe they are lonely, maybe they are people that could be easily taken advantage of, maybe they're people that just desperately need friends. Mm-hmm. They will set up, this is a great <laughs> recipe for cults to do recruiting from. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of cults, even in Oxford, but especially, oh my gosh, I'm surprised with how many there were in Lexington. Yeah. Uh, I won't name them specifically, and we're not here to publicize their efforts, but essentially they're just like spirituality groups mm-hmm. that will have like <laughs> meditation periods, and they'll bring in, fly, or fly in, you know, some of the leaders or overseers to talk to the group, and they charge, you know, daily 
for particular levels yep. of meditation or energy transfers mm-hmm. or enlightenment. Yeah, ah, it's really disappointing. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's some key words to watch for that. If you if you have somebody trying to sell you enlightenment uh, or, or chi or energy channeling or pyramids right. or triangles, uh, you know, special powers. Uh, or like, salvation. Yeah, t- or salvation, exactly. Or the next life, you know, or eternal, eternal life. Um, since, since you want it so badly, you know, you, and you don't want to spend you know, six years studying a, a subject to know it inside and out, uh, right. you will trust that, you know, I can get this information easily by reading this book this guy is selling me. You know, he, he's wrote a book on Atlantis. He must really know all about Atlantis when he's making up half the stuff, if not more, or misinterpreting what little data they have just to be able to sell his books to people who are, um, uh, how can you word, gullible. <laughs> Uh, right. You have to protect you know, yourself, and knowledge is, to, um, is protection. One of the staff that works at the place that I live right now, uh-huh. and she was telling me how she started the new school, and she's trying to get a master's degree. Mm-hmm. I was really happy for her. I was like, hey, that's really cool. I was, I was also in graduate school for a while. Yeah. That's what I like. And she was showing me the school. It was like this online uh, graduate accreditation program for yeah. business. Yeah. But it was a Christian-based they had a picture of like this old building and I was like is that like the building where the school is like yeah. no it's an online school but this is like the building where they like set up as their headquarters I yeah. guess uh-huh. I don't know if that's where the servers are being headed but it's like this really old broken down church it looks really it looks very quaint when you see it yeah. and I saw like getting worried a little bit because even on her degree that she showed me there was like a cross on it and I was like well what are the classes like and she says well at the beginning of every class we have, I, I really like it because at the beginning there's a devotional like there'll be scriptures uh-huh. that they can not necessarily mm-hmm. study but just read over and ponder before they get into the actual academic coursework yeah. and I was like okay so far I mean if they're still teaching business I guess that's not like it's not like a science level. it's not like one of those really hard sciences where you need to like you know manage chemicals or like evolutionary traits and all that stuff so I was fine with it like math is going to be math no matter what you believe yeah. uh, some of the uh, most uh, resilient believers in God were some of the best math Christians we've ever had uh-huh. in all of humanity sure but Even I asked her, Isaac like, Newton what what was that? You're cutting out. Even Isaac Newton, the one of the greatest yeah. mathematicians in history, yeah, yeah, was a believer. Yeah. Uh, he developed a calculus when he was like 26 years old. That's yeah. really impressive. Yeah. But what, so, go ahead. So here's the, there is the catch. I asked her, you know, how much does this cost? And she was telling me it's $20,000 a year. And I was like, that is crazy. Because, yeah. you know, even grad school when I was at was free. Like, if you're in the math or science or technology field, Yep. A graduate level program, you're you're not expected to pay, and I can't imagine why you would pay so much when you can get the degree elsewhere, especially for an online course. You know, so yeah. so we're yeah. talking about the requirements for class, and I was just thinking in my head the whole time, like, so every student pays twenty thousand dollars to this yeah. church that's online that yeah. gives out master's degrees mm-hmm. for business, and I'm just thinking like that's they are winning the business if anything, but. How can you keep yourself, whether it's a meetup group that's like actually a cult, or like maybe a church or a school that's not really well-founded in what they're teaching, but they're just making money, but they're they're attacking the feelings that you have in a very... Manipulating, more than just attacking them, they're manipulating them. Um, Yeah, yeah, like, it's important to know (coughs) beyond just being right, 
if your if your beliefs are in fact rational, because people make a business of taking advantage of people who don't know the difference between the two. Right. Um, <clears throat> we've talked about this before, but um, <clears throat> there, we have no way of, of knowing of any uh, intelligence that exists without a hardware base. Even even computers have to have a chip and a program. Okay. Uh, humans and animals who are intelligent have to have a brain. They have to have something right. that generates that intelligence. The right. All of the religions of the world, especially the ones who, uh, who rely on where your soul goes after you die, uh, just claim that you have an intelligence that will supersede the, the death of your brain. And they, they make that claim with absolutely no evidence, and then they, they invent the concept of sin so that you'll worry about where your, con- your, your consciousness, your soul, will go. And then they sell you the cure, saying, but if you do what we say, your soul, which they've never proven to exist, will go to heaven, which they've never proven to exist, or hell, or any other place. Uh, it's, just, it's, it's, Total claims with no evidence. Uh, I've actually made a, a meme about that that lists about 27 claims of Christianity that have no evidence behind them at all. And I, I like to post it whenever I, whenever I can. It also goes beyond just the premise of they're doing it without with good intentions uh, or doing it by accident. But there's clear routes of manipulation that are going on that have just affected people for so long that they may not necessarily, for yeah. some, I think yeah. you have to worry about this. Well, well all you got to do is... Yeah. But there are people at the top who are like, we know how to get money out of people. Oh, yeah. We know what to say. We know yeah. how to keep the false and hope going yeah. so that we can make and a they, and they lay their church church services out with that in mind. They they let sit you down. They drone on for a long time. They make you stand. They make you sing. They let you sit. It's all choreographed so that by the time they reach the put point where they're they're all singing and passing the plate, that you're in a high spirit and and willing to give more money. It's it's a manipul a spiritual manipulation. Another thing to look up on. Uh, on the Google or YouTube is spiritual manipulation to see how you're being manipulated in church. Well, hey, I like being positive, you know. I do like being positive. So let's, hey, 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 let's be rational. Let's see if we're being rational in <laughs> Yeah, and never so stop. You told me that it's impossible for an intelligence to exist without a body. Did you say that to me or did I misheard that? No, it's, it's, we have no way of knowing what's possible as far as having an intelligence without a body or a brain or hardware of some kind. So we we cannot confirm that there's ever been an instance. We cannot ha- demonstrate that there's any instance of ever having an intelligence independent of a body. I agree. I agree with that statement. I think that's a really good way of saying it. I think without proof that uh, intelligence can live without a body or some mm-hmm. sort of hardware, I would be hard-pressed to be convinced that it's possible to have an intelligence without a body or a mind or without some sort of physical brain from of some sort. Yeah. Uh, if I were to say, for example, that I am 100% confident that there's no possibility that an uh, intelligence can live without some sort of hardware, because I've never seen that happen before in my life, or yeah. I've never seen it anywhere in any research paper, would I be committing a logical fallacy by saying that? By saying, uh, tell me exactly what you're saying. The statement that I'm making is, 
Because I've never seen this, I don't believe it exists. Right. No, because no, I've that, never seen an intelligence exist without no, brain. I, I, think I that, don't believe intelligence right. exists I think that's a, I Am think I that's, a logical policy by saying that? No, because you're talking about belief. You're saying, I don't believe it, and that's a, that's a logical truth that if you true, do not true. believe it. You're not making a, no you're not making a knowledge. You're not making a knowledge claim. Right. Now, if you come out and say, there's no such thing as intelligence without, uh, without hardware or a body, then you're making a knowledge yeah. claim that requires evidence. All we can do, you know how, like they say, uh, Matt Dillahunty says this all the time. He says, in the church, and uh, I'm sorry, in a court of law, you can be guilty or you can be found not guilty. Now, not guilty okay. uh, means that they did not find you guilty, but it doesn't mean that you're innocent. Innocent, they don't right. find people innocent. You know what I mean? So there's three stages there. And we're stuck when the God question, you know, as far as knowledge goes, we don't know there's a God. We don't know there aren't gods. We have to, we have to claim ignorance in that question. And the same way with a, a soul, a soul. But it's better to withhold belief until evidence presents right. itself. And that's why we're innocent until we're proven guilty. <laughs> if you don't know it, that's not to you know submit your whole life to it, pay to it, give ten percent of your paycheck to it. Just right. ask for a better standard of evidence. Yeah. And if you get, if you get it, then you're totally qualified, and then you'll be rational in your belief. Yeah. Rather than just being, rather than just having the feeling that you're right. Right. And, and that's so important to have. Yeah. Whether you're in a cult, whether you're not in a cult, whether you're in a religion, whether you're not in a religion, whether yeah. you're right, whether you're wrong. Right. Hey, 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 hey. let's be rational. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. I've started the outro music. We've got about three minutes left. Probably have to uh, go right at seven. So Tell me some have... good news to happen in Oxford. Good news. Um, well, can't think. Well, we had uh, we had uh, a victory over Florida this week. That was a big deal. We haven't beaten them in eleven years. It was a huge thing. Tell me about it. Oh, <laughs> well, I didn't go and I didn't watch the game or hear or listen to it or anything. Uh, but my son-in-law said that he was at a McDonald's and he heard the score was like 21 to 3 Florida over UT. So, you know, he figured it's done. It's done. Yeah, but it ended up, we ended up beating him on 30 something to 20 something. I don't really know the score. And I'm an alum. I, I should really keep up with these things, but I don't, I don't follow them. But it was a big deal. Let's be rational. Let's be rational. <laughs> I got some good rational evidence or uh, news that we see here in the atheism and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I had that bad experience with one uh, atheist group here uh-huh. in Washington, but uh, just as quickly, I removed myself from that group, and now I found a skeptics group that goes and watches movies, uh, cool. has pasta bars and stuff like that, and I'll be going over with them, and they seem be much more uh, open to talking not only just atheism and matter of science, and I'm hoping to have a good time with them. Yeah. In, in yeah. Place. yeah. Very good. So I'm sticking with it. Do they have a TV show or a radio show or anything like that? Or are they really proactive? Yeah, and it's not, hey, we can only start something. It's not hard. Yeah. Or it's, just, it's not impossible. No, no. Well, good. Go for it. And uh, let me know. I'd certainly like to watch uh, your efforts. For, go to okay. fruition. Um, it's time for last words. How do we have? It's last word. I'm going to start a, All right. a song, I guess, to take us out. But go ahead. What do you got? 
I'd say you know, for the Father, the Father, the Son, you know, whether you're an atheist, whether you believe in God, whether you believe in God, anything you want, it's more important why you believe something than what you believe. And if you're willing to change your mind, you know you're more on the right, or you know you're on the rational path where you believe in a God or you don't. Just having the flexibility of being able to change your mind in the face of better advice that's given to you, that's the right place to be in. That's right. So I agree. Couldn't agree more. rational, guys. Yeah, stay rational. Remember, everybody's going to somebody else's hell. Don't sweat it. Have a good life. We'll see you next week. Okay. Take care. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.